The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Here at DSW, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program, living your best life. Whatever is on your calendar, you're going to need some really good shoes. That's where DSW comes in. Find Need Right Now sneakers, wear everywhere sandals, and everything in between from top brands like Adidas, Reebok, Steve Madden, and more. Shop now at DSW.com or a DSW store near you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. Welcome to another edition, another Friday edition of Here for the Right Reasons. We are going to break down some of the biggest headlines in Bachelor Nation. Katie's season may be winding down, but of course, there is still drama to discuss. We are going to address some resurfaced tweets. I'm going to tell you what you missed if you didn't read Tyler Cameron's book because I read all 400 and some pages. And we're going to talk about some new Bachelor in Paradise news that came out. But first, let's go with Katie's guys. Um, As you guys know, Katie has hometown starting next week, so she will be meeting the families of Justin, Greg, and Blake Moines. I just forgot for a second. I was about to say Andrew S. Because I'm currently looking at a headline about Andrew S. apologizing for his past tweets. So Andrew S. came under fire because Reddit found some old tweets. It's always on Bachelor Reddit. And according to these alleged posts, he used fatphobic, racially charged, and misogynistic language from dates of 2011 to 2014 and just last year called former President Trump hilarious. Entertainment Tonight caught up with Andrew at the Mental L taping, and he said, quote, that's just really immature. I own it, and I don't play downplay anything about it. I'm really sorry that people had to see that side of me. Obviously, you don't want to hide that. That's a part of my life, and I own it, but that's nowhere near the person I am today. I obviously show that every single day in how I speak. If my mom saw those tweets, she would have whooped my ass for sure. Um, he added, I'm definitely disappointed and embarrassed about it, but that is 1,000% not who I am today. So Andrew S. apologizing for some old tweets. He's not alone because Justin, who is still running for Katie's heart, came under fire a few few weeks ago also, and he used um, homophobic and racist language when he was in high school um, from the years 2009 and 2011, uh, homophobic slurs, and made disparaging comments about black women while promoting colorism, according to Reddit. And he went on Bachelor Happy Hour and he said, as I reflect on everything I just went through and this whole journey, 
Oftentimes, people ask me what I took from it. And one of the biggest takeaways for me is just my personal growth. And one of those things is being able to hold myself accountable, which is something that historically I wasn't able to do. So I have no issue with owning up and apologizing from the bottom of my heart for the really hurtful words that I used. The last thing I want to do is run from it. That's not who I am. I just want to speak from the heart and hopefully people will get an understanding of where I was then versus where I am now. When I look back at 14-year-old Justin, I was in high school, and quite frankly, I was the type of person who, for whatever reason, felt the need to fit in and say funny things and keep keep up with my peers with what my peers were doing and saying. The folks I had associated with would throw around really hurtful slurs that I, at the time, didn't think anything of. So, I mean, it's kind of a tale's oldest time, unfortunately, of past tweets resurfacing, not only for Bachelor contestants or reality contestants, but anyone... Um, I do get confused that people don't, you know, wipe their own social media before they go on a national television show. Maybe it doesn't matter anymore and there's a way to find old tweets whether you deleted them or not. Um, there's always a question on whether ABC really looks into this stuff. I think we've learned time and time again that they don't. Um, but I do appreciate both Andrew S. and Justin just owning it and not trying to make excuses. This hasn't gotten as much attention as, you, as it has in the past. And I wonder if that's just simply because this season is not as watched or honestly getting as many headlines in general. Obviously, we're still watching it at Us Weekly, and I'm very intrigued to see how Katie's season ends, which will be coming in the next two weeks, and reminds me of, I got a DM from a lovely Here for the Right Reasons listener who pointed out to me that my colleague Johnny and I were wrong when we said that there's never been a Bachelorette season where they chose no one. Um, back in season two, Jen Chef chose no one or didn't end up with anyone on her season of The Bachelorette. So either Katie, I mean, we have no idea if that's the what's going to happen on Katie's season. We were just hypothesizing because Katie's putting all this emphasis on the fact that her ending has never happened before. Oh, by the way, season three, Jen, Jeff, sorry. I I'm, I'm, need a correction to my correction. Um, that she was just, just in um, emphasizing that her ending has never happened before. And that was one of our guesses that maybe she picks no one or something like that. And we thought that had never happened before and was only a Brad Womack thing. But Jen back, back in the day in um, 2005, picked no one. She selected Jerry who proposed at the finale and then asked him to hold on to the ring and consider proposing later after the finale during after the final rose when Jerry asked about the proposal, Jen turned him down and their relationship had already ended. So that is an interesting ending that I, you know, I wouldn't be mind seeing again. Maybe Katie didn't know that this has happened before, or maybe she's just messing with all of us and it's something really silly that she's, you know, playing up that's never happened before. We will find out soon enough. And I'm very excited as the season winds down though. Bachelor in Paradise, it's coming back. There are no breaks, you guys. We have Hometowns on August 2nd, um, Katie's finale on August 9th, and then the season seven premiere of Bachelor in Paradise on August 16th. And ABC released the official episode one synopsis. And there is one line in particular that has me quite shooketh, um, but this is the whole thing. A fan favorite contestant from The Bachelor, Abigail, receives the honor of picking out a companion for the very first date card. Back at the resort, a kittenish Marissa finds herself smitten with cool cat Connor. Good Lord. And another potential couple faces some awkward history when one woman admits to her suitor that she's kissed his uncle, whose uncle is making out with bachelorette, bachelor contestants. I need to know everything about this. I can't wait. If you guys have guesses, please let me know. Um, one woman admits to her suitor that she's kissed his uncle. So one of these chicks has made out with somebody else's uncle, and I certainly cannot wait to find out who it is. 
Um, the synopsis continues. Returning to the beach after finding love during his last visit, Joe immediately finds himself in a love triangle, which leads to a question of which leads him to question being back. Has somebody already proven to him that it's worth sticking around? Meanwhile, plenty of other couples do their part to make sure the first day in paradise is the steamiest yet, with the most makeouts in history of the show. Oh boy. But just as relationships seem to be gaining a solid footing, a new arrival shifts the sands and threatens to shake things up. Honestly, sounds great. I'm very excited to watch Bachelor in Paradise as always. And I'm really excited to find out whose uncle is now going to be dragged into the drama. And I hope that they make an appearance on VIP because that would be ideal for us and viewers everywhere. Here at DSW, we're getting back to our regularly scheduled program, living your best life. From finding excuses to hug all your friends, to checking that big hike off your bucket list, to embracing the return of wedding season, life is calling. And whatever is on your calendar, you're going to need some really good shoes. That's where DSW comes in. We'll provide the shoes and you'll make them awesome. Find Need Right Now sneakers, wear everywhere sandals, must-have boots, and everything in between from top brands like Adidas, Birkenstock, Reebok, Steve Madden, and more. Head to DSW.com or DSW store near you to find your new favorite shoes. Before I let you guys go, I wanted to talk about Tyler Cameron's book. It came out on Tuesday. It is called You Deserve Better, What Life Has Taught Me About Love, Relationships, and Becoming Your Best Self. So I was hoping to have Tyler back on the show. Have yet to schedule it so far. I'm working on it. Um, But we did hear from Tyler a month ago on the show um, about the book, and he explained that it was written after his time on Hannah Brown's season because everybody was calling him a feminist icon and talking about how he respected Hannah and everything that went down in the fantasy suites and all that. Um, and there's a lot of that in the book. So I read the book. I've been reading it slowly since I got a copy about a month ago. And because it's pretty long, you guys, it's longer than most Bachelor books. There are segments in there also from his family members, his dad, his brothers, Matt James, some of his other friends that we met in the quarantine crew, if you were keeping up with him during quarantine. Um, they write little passages about Tyler from their point of view. And it was really interesting. Um, a few nuggets that stood out to me, one about Tyler pre-show, because um, he wrote about like his high school girlfriends and his second high school girlfriend cheated on him on his birthday and it made him like swear off relationships. And he was only really about like hookups. And during his first stint in college was that Wake Forest where he met Matt James. He ended up graduating from Florida Atlantic, but he went to Wake Forest for a couple years before he had some issues with the football coach. Um, he was blacklisted from certain sororities for hooking up with too many girls, which, you know, I, doesn't shock me, I guess, but I love that he admitted it and owned it because a lot of the journey of this book is him learning from his own mistakes and kind of trying to explain to people that he knows he messed up, but then he learned from it. So by the time he was on Hannah's season when he was like 26, he kind of knew what not to do and how to be a decent dude, which is also the whole point of his book is that he really is just a decent dude. So we all should, you know, do a decent thing every once in a while or always, especially when it comes to relationships. And he talked about auditioning for the show. He said he made a ridiculous profile that included a douchey picture of himself. Quote, the shot of me posing by the water on the beach with my shirt lifted over my abs like a crop top. I bet that is included in the hard copy of the book. I was given a digital copy. Um, but when he flew to LA to meet with producers after his first round of interviews, he actually broke curfew and got so stoned because he was out in California and it was legal. And he thought he blew his audition and kind of like ran home back to Florida without seeing anyone the next day. And then he ended up getting the call. Um, as we know, if you watch the season, he almost didn't go on because his dad was really sick. And his dad wrote in the book, I like these lines just because it kind of shows how much Tyler's family also knew about Hannah Brown and how 
like into that relationship they were and how they watched Tyler fall so hard for her, which I think is just fascinating for any Bachelor fans like myself who had a hard time letting go of Tyler and Hannah. They are both happy in relationships now, and I think that ship has beyond sailed. But this book, you know, opened up that can of worm again, and worms again. And I really, really low key think in my heart of hearts that if Hannah just picked Tyler from the beginning, they would still be together. But that's not the point. I liked this quote from his dad, which was, I was sick at the time and he didn't want to leave. I said, son, this is Miss Alabama. He would be a fool not to go on and meet Hannah. With that Southern accent, she can tell you to go take the garbage out and it sounds good. I told him, if you don't go, I'm going to go. When he came back for his hometown visit, that fool was ate up on love. I know my kid and I've never seen him like that. He also revealed his proposal speech to Hannah, which I thought was kind of wild just because... You know, he is in a relationship with someone else now. We didn't see the proposal speech because Hannah stopped him. Um, and it low-key got me in my feels. This is part of it. Hannah Brown, from the moment we met, you've captivated my soul. You started this journey saying you're not looking for perfect. You're looking for real. And I can say that with all honesty, our relationship has been the most real thing I've ever had in my life. I've always had an idea about the man I wanted to be and I knew how to get there. I just didn't know how. Then I met you. Hannah, I know our love has was slow to start, but it's a light that will burn forever. I know you had a label on me from the beginning. And those are the only labels I want. Husband, best friend. Oh, but these are the only labels I want. Husband, best friend, lover, protector, father to our children. I'm so madly in love with you. I want to support you in your dreams and make you happy for the rest of your life. I've given all of myself to you. Will you give yourself to me? I know we always say, let's have a day, but let's turn this day into a life. Hannah Brown, will you marry me? Like you guys. Oof. Um, he talked about how he felt broken when she didn't pick him, um, how he didn't want the producers to see him crying. And when he got back to his hotel room, he just listened to Juice World over and over again, being alone, hearing those songs, singing those lyrics. I came out knowing I would be okay. I had four days in Greece, but all I wanted to do was hug everyone. So those were kind of like the sappy stuff um, about Hannah. But it gets good when he talks about later on in the book, for the first time, I think, in more detail – when he was spotted leaving Hannah's house and then two days later spotted with Gigi Hadid. He doesn't name Gigi Hadid. Everybody else, he uses names. Um, I assume real names for the people in his high school. I don't know, just first names. Um, and then Hannah Brown, several times, Jed's name, Chris Harrison, like not trying to hide anything, but Gigi, he just says another girl. But I think this was the first time he talked about it. So to take you back to August, 2019, at Hannah Brown's After the Final Rose, at the end of July, she asked Tyler out and he wrote... At the end of the show, after everything about Jed and his off-screen girlfriend came out, Hannah asked me out again. Now, to be clear, she was the one who reached out to me. Later on, it was framed like I was the one who pursued her, but maybe that was a producer's edit, and it felt unfair. Of course, I was glad to hear from her, and I was happy to see her again, but I also made it clear that I needed to take some time for myself to figure out what was right for me. He said they made plans to see each other, but he underestimated what was going to happen when they were seen out together on August 1st. We saw each other in LA, where, yes, I slept in Hannah's house, but we didn't sleep together. We weren't in a relationship at that point, and we definitely weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. Two days later, I was seen in New York City out on a date with another girl. So I guess I didn't name names, but if you go back and look at the receipts, August 4th, he's with Gigi. He said, quote, now I know this was a major mistake on my end, not because I shouldn't have been dating, because I was very clear with Hannah all along, and that after the way the show ended, I needed some time and space to figure things out. I even called Hannah in the afternoon the same day I arrived in New York and told her again that I thought we both deserved to date other people. But I still put Hannah in a tough, tough position. He noted that he never went out with anyone to upset Hannah, but his knucklehead brain didn't realize it was what a big deal it would turn out to be when he was seen with Gigi. 
He also said it wasn't fair that she had to answer so many press questions about the fact that they were seen together and then he was seen with another girl. Quote, she handled it very well. She answered everything with class, but that's one thing I feel very, very sorry for. If I could go back and do it all again, I would handle it differently. My communication should have been better. So obviously, all, all's well that ends well. Tyler has a girlfriend who was in the audience at Watch What Happens Live. They seem super loved up, been together for like six or seven months. Hannah Brown has been with her model hot boyfriend, Adam, since at least February, probably before that. That's just when they went public. And Gigi Hadid just months later went on to, you know, get back together with Zayn and welcome their daughter. So it's obviously old tea, but it still felt good to revisit and finally get some answers. I like when we can close things up and finally get some resolution. I mean, I will never be over the photos of Tyler at Gigi Hadid's grandmother's funeral in Holland, but that's a tale for a different time. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I probably post about that once a month. But I think that's the biggest rundown of things going on in Bachelor Nation. We will be back on Tuesday to break down Katie Thurston's hometown dates. So don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and come back on Tuesday for another episode of Here for the Right Reasons. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.